The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 212. Are you ready to think locally and act locally? Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page, at Brian McClanahan. And, of course, subscribe to my YouTube page, at Brian McClanahan. You can support The Brian McClanahan Show by going to mclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. I have five courses, courses available for purchase there. And, of course, those that do enroll get the best deals on forthcoming courses, and I have one coming out uh, sometime in the next few weeks on Reconstruction and Recreation, part two of my great class on the War for Southern Independence. You're going to want to pick that one up. Also, go to brianmcclanahan.com, give me an email address, and I will give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook read by yours truly of the same title. You'll also get on my email list when you do that. I don't send you a lot of emails, but I do send you some, so you want to keep up with that. Uh, also, you can go to brianmcclanahan.com forward slash support. You can help uh, the Brian McClanahan Show, help the podcast, help keep these lights on if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and that does uh, go toward the Brian McClanahan Show. So anything you want to contribute is greatly appreciated. You can also support the Brian McClanahan Show by going to Learn True, Learn True, T-R-U-E, History.com, LearnTrueHistory.com. That is my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. You've got over 20 courses there. I teach some of them along with Tom Woods, Kevin Goodspin, Brad Berzer, Jason Jewell, a whole bunch of great people, uh, Bob Murphy. So you're going to want to pick up your uh, Learn True History membership it's pennies on the dollar for what you get. Great website. And, of course, that also supports the Brian McClanahan Show. And you can always get your Brian McClanahan Show gear by going to redbubble.com. Pick that up. Uh, great stuff. You've got T-shirts. You've got uh, skins for your electronic devices. You've got stickers. You've got wall plates. You've got wall clocks. I mean, all kinds of cool stuff. Cups. All kinds of things with my logo on it. So go out and pick that up. A lot of cool stuff there. All right, uh, and, and don't forget, please, rate this podcast on your favorite uh, podcast site. The more likes, the better. Uh, the higher it goes up in the ratings, and the more people listen to the show. And same thing with YouTube. Go on out and watch it on YouTube. Leave a few likes and uh, help me out there. Um, all of that is uh, greatly appreciated as well. All right, so I want to talk about an article that appeared on Sunday, and it's been covered now in a, in a couple of different areas. It was kind of a big news story yesterday and the day before. The problem with modern media and modern news is that if you're not on it that day, it's like the news cycle is gone. All we're talking about now is Michael Cohn, which is a bunch of nonsense. Uh, we've got other things in the cycle, but this is the, the piece that I first saw in the USA Today about... Women in the draft, being, women being available or now mandatory, according to a federal judge in Texas, for conscription into the draft. So uh, until this point, it has uh, not been um, the policy of the United States government to uh, have women conscripted. Um, so that's been the, uh, the issue, no women conscripted. But now, because of this federal judge, we have women being conscripted, or at least uh, potentially women are going to be conscripted into the, uh, if there is a draft, into the military. Now, I posted about this on the 24th, which was Sunday. Right, almost, almost immediately after reading the article, I, I went out and put a tweet about it. And I'm going to read you this tweet because it's amazing how the left misinterprets everything. We saw this with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and uh, how uh, one Republican lawmaker quoted Benito Mussolini, not to praise Benito Mussolini. It was very clear about what he was doing, 
but to show that this is what the left is trying to do. First of all, Mussolini was a socialist. I mean, there, there's, there's no question about the fact that Mussolini was a socialist. He, he dabbled in Marxism. And then the fascist movement is an offshoot of socialism. The, the two come together. So uh, he posted this about essentially the modern left. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes on Twitter and says, Oh, while everybody's not paying attention, uh, you got this Republican out here talking about praising Mussolini. They're not even hiding the fact they're fascists anymore. Um, that's not what he did it for. But this is how stupid these people are. Uh, they are. They live in a constant state of crisis, um, and they have no idea about context or anything else. Um, it's just about um, the the immediate shock value of something, and particularly when it doesn't even the shock value is not there. So I'm going to read you the tweet that I, I wrote about this particular issue. It said this quote: "While I am against the draft, this is my tweet." This is the result of radical feminism, meaning that women being conscripted into the military. Now, I'm going to get into that in a second. We no longer have men with chests. And then I quote a part of the article. The case was brought up by the National Coalition for Men, a men's rights group, and two men who argued the all-male draft was unfair. So, the left, there was a... a, a um, Twitter account called Takedown MRAs retweeted my tweet. It's gotten a few hundred likes and 53 retweets, some comments. They retweeted that and said, Men's rights activists file a lawsuit to extend the draft to women. Idiots. This is clearly feminism's fault. Now, first of all, these idiots who are the Takedown MRAs don't even know what I was talking about here because the comments under it are clear. People are saying, what is a man without chess? Let me, let me read some of the comments. And if you read it, you can't caricature these people. Uh, I mean, they are, when you parody the left, it's not really a parody because these people are this stupid. Um, so, first of all, Shep Michaels can't dance, says men with chests. Josh Gayton, men with chests, how many push-ups can you do? Probably less than woman. Probably less than woman. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, men without chests, so they anything like men without hats, um, and uh, so th they don't even get the the uh, the reference here that I said in this. Um, so I was actually critical of, and which is why I put the quote there. I was critical of the people who filed the lawsuit. I was critical of the people who filed the lawsuit. The people who filed the lawsuit are a result of radical feminism. Because, you see, you have these men without chests. Anyone who wants women to go into combat, uh, who wants a woman, your, your daughter, your sister, your mother, your wife, to take your place if you're a man in combat is a man without a chest. Uh, this is a crisis of Western civilization. Um, and I know because I've had this conversation with men in the military. Well, I mean, if we got to sign up, women might as well too. Women should get involved. Women should do this. Women should do that. Uh, where is the chivalry anymore? Uh, it is a it is a complete uh, destruction of Western civilization. What we're going through here. Um, the fact is that women were not allowed in the draft, and women weren't allowed in combat rules. Not because people didn't think women weren't equal. I mean, I know there were some out there. Women can't do that job, and I realize that that was part of it. But for many men, it was we don't want our women subjected to these things. 
A man with a chest would say, women aren't going to do that job because I'll go do it. A man with a chest would say, I don't want my daughters drafted when they can take me. I don't want my wife drafted when they can take me. That's a man with a chest. A man who is standing up for principles and beliefs. It has nothing to do with equality, which is what the left immediately thinks. I'm I mean, just think how stupid this was, the, the response to this. And, and look, you, you see who these people are. And uh, the androgynous wallflower opposed further proof MRAs don't care about men. They just want to bring women down. So I responded, yeah, if, if you say me not wanting men and uh, I'm sorry, women in the draft is bringing women down, then uh, I'm guilty of charge. But the, the people that like that, Zardogs, uh, Jay of Legend, you, know, you got people who describe themselves as witches and they have to describe their pronouns and who they are and all this other nonsense that's floating around out there now in the leftist uh, world. Uh, This is the kind of stuff that you get, and these people don't even know what I'm talking about. I was actually critical of the, quote, MRAs. I was critical of those people for even bringing the lawsuit forward. But, of course, it is the natural result of radical feminism. How? It's a cause and effect. These people don't even understand what they're talking about. Look, the fact that we've had women in combat roles... Uh, and, and men in a chivalric society should say, you know, we really don't want our women subjected to that kind of violence. Uh, women are the vessels of life. Women should be cherished and cared for. Not subjected to that. Um, it's, it, it, that. That is what it comes down to for, I think, most men. Uh, they want women to be safe, the, the mothers of children to be safe and not be subjected to the horrors of war. Uh, that is the chivalric position of Western civilization. And again, you can say, well, then you don't believe in female equality. It has nothing to do with it. I'm fully aware that there are women that I'm sure can, can do the job just as well as men. Uh, I'm fully aware that there are women who are, uh, there are many women who are more physically fit than many men. I'm, I'm aware of all these things. Women, and I see it every single day in what I do, there are lots and lots of women who are more intelligent than men. This is not the issue. The issue is, do you want the vessels of, uh, of uh, life subjected to the horrors of combat? Do you want this? And so these men who are bringing this lawsuit are the men without chests. So they're what we would call beta males. This is the point of the tweet, but yet nobody gets that. Nobody on the left, because they live in this world of crisis and identity politics and uh, fake outrage. It's how stupid all of this is. And when you go back in history, I mean, did, did MRAs, quote-unquote, that's male rights advocates, did MRAs exist in 1941? Did you have any men running around in 1941 saying, hey, you know, women should be subjected to the draft? Or how about 1917? Did you have men running around saying, hey, we know we got to get our sister out there to go fight, go fight the Hun? Or how about in 1941, we got to get our sister out there, our daughter, to go fight the Nazis? Or the Japanese, we got to get them out there to do that because, you know, women has to be equal. Everything's got to be equal. No, because society understood that women were important to rear children and to keep civilization going and to be the good part of society. The thing, men always wanted to go back to their wives and their, and their female companions because that was soft. That was the good part of society. What they saw on the front lines was horrible. Why would you want a woman exposed to that? Why would you want anybody exposed to that? I'm completely against the draft. This is why I'm anti-war. Why would you want anyone exposed to that unless it was absolutely necessary and you're being attacked? That's the only time a war is a just war and is necessary when you're attacked. Otherwise, there's no point in it. 
but yet we want women to go out and do these things. Why? Where is the chivalry in society? Where is Western civilization standing up for real traditional values? And it's not about equality or saying somebody can't do it. It's not about intelligence or strength. It's about simply saying that these things, there are, women are sacred in society. And, I, and on the other hand, what I'm essentially saying is that men in some ways are expendable when it comes to warfare. Now, I don't want anybody subjected to these things, as I said, while I'm against the draft. Now, the problem is radical feminism has created a climate where you have feminized men um, who, I mean, they don't see a problem with this. They don't see a problem with saying, you know, gosh, if women want to do that, then don't hold the door for them. Slam the door in their face. Make them do everything for themselves. Again, where is, where is Western civilization? This is the destruction. This is the, the downfall of Western civilization. It's the decline of the West when you start doing these things. And I know, I mean, you're going to have people say, well, well the Vikings uh, had women out and doing things. This is a little bit overplayed when you watch the show The Vikings on the History Channel. Uh, women were not as involved as that show is making it out to be. Uh, and, and there are other, of course, militaries. You know who first started the women in combat thing in the, in the modern age where you really started seeing more of it than anything else? It was in the Soviet Union. In World War II, women were out there as snipers and all kinds of things. Uh, now, we've had, we, there were, of course, examples over time where women would sneak into combat roles and they would get out there. And, uh, and we have examples of, uh, in American history even of this happening. Um, but it was a rare event. And something that no one really uh, wanted to happen. Uh, they wanted the men to go out and do the heavy lifting and, and be subjected to this, not the women who should be taken care of. Um, and maybe that's uh, when people are going to say, well, my gosh, you're just so old-fashioned. You're saying things that are just out of step. Look, I have daughters. I have a wife. I have people. I, have win- I wouldn't want them involved in these things. I wouldn't want uh, anyone involved in these things. But I have. why would I want my daughter subjected to the draft? Uh, now, Tom Woods and Kevin Goodsman actually wrote a, a chapter on this in their Who Killed the Constitution, and they brought up the fact that uh, the Equal Rights Amendment, one of, the, one of the reasons why it was rejected is because there was a fear that if you pass the Equal Rights Amendment, obviously through an amendment to the Constitution, that women would be subjected to the draft. It was one of the arguments against the ERA. Now you have a federal judge, and when you look at his ruling and you look at what he said, um, this, this is interesting. This federal judge, um, he says, quote, the average woman could conceivably be better suited physically for some of today's combat positions than the average man. No one's questioning that, depending on which skills the position required. Combat roles no longer uniformly require sheer size or muscle. Um, that's, that's true. And he says, quoting the Supreme Court's ruling overturning bans on same-sex marriage, Miller ruled that restrictions based on gender must substantially serve an important governmental interest today. Um, and so uh, he's essentially arguing that the problem with this with this uh, draft situation is that it violates the Equal Protection Clause. Uh, and this is a 14th Amendment issue again. The 14th Amendment is the greatest disaster to the American legal system that's ever been there because of how it's been twisted and interpreted to make it be what anything, anything you want it to be. I, I discussed it in the last episode of the Brian McClanahan Show, um, and uh, there was actually a Reason article about that today um, that I read about the, uh, the amendment and how uh, Kavanaugh was not really an originalist, or at least that decision 
uh, Kavanaugh's not an originalist, and which is, we all knew that. Um, none of them actually had an originalist position in that particular argument there. Not even Clarence Thomas, which I got into. But here again, we have a Texas court. Now, I'm sure this is going to be appealed. Um, somebody's going to appeal it. Uh, and maybe what will be really funny is if the if the uh, <laughs> if some of the women's rights groups appeal it because saying no, we don't want to be in the draft. Um, now the 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 way to get this, of course, is to declare the draft unconstitutional. And that would be just taking the issue off the table. Uh, but we've already seen that the Supreme Court says the draft is constitutional. Um, but again. Uh, this is a crisis of Western civilization. I don't really want to get into the legal part of it. It's a crisis of Western civilization. When women um, who are in combat roles, and again, that's it's for many people, it's not about physical capabilities or intellectual capabilities. That has nothing to do with it. I think anyone uh, with half a brain would realize that that's not uh, that's not what's at hand here. It's about do we want that segment of society subjected to the horrors of war. Uh, men without chests do. Men without chests or who were beta males, cowards, would say, yeah, send the women out there. Go out there and fight for us. Um, other men, men who would say, no, if, if this has to be done, we're going to go do it ourselves and we'll keep the women safe at home. That's, that's all that, that's my point in all that. But of course, the left goes absolutely berserk over this. Um, and uh, tries to make an example of me, uh, saying that uh, we have uh, a, a essentially a crisis of manhood in America, um, and we do. Uh, there, there is a, and that's the result of years of being told over and over again because of of uh, radical feminism uh, that uh, there's there's uh, men are a problem, uh, men are too hyper, men have to be on medication. Men are an issue. All these things. Um, that's where we are in society. Um, you know, men men have to uh, men can't have men only things. Um, this is this is a, this is creating a real crisis of manhood in America. Uh, where can men be men without being criticized for it? Man mansplaining, man spreading, all of these things that are going on. Where can a man be a man without being criticized for it anymore? It's the softness. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's the creation of this very soft society, um, and this is simply part and parcel of it. These men, if they were men, wouldn't have even have brought this lawsuit forward. They would have just said, "Okay, if women want to sign up, uh, and they want to go out into uh, now, they're saying because we have to sign up, we can't get federal benefits if we don't sign up for selective service. So what? Uh, the chances of you being drafted nowadays are pretty darn slim." But not just that. Um, the, the fact is that um, if that was ever a case, then men, real men, would say, we want our women to stay home. We'll go do it. We'll go take care of it. I'm not sending my daughters out there or my sister or my wife. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if this is actually to happen? Can you imagine? Uh, I can't. In, in a world, a sane world, this would not even be discussed. In a sane world, you would not have men come forward trying to get women into the draft. In a sane world, that wouldn't happen. In a real world of Western civilization, that would not happen. But in this world, you have men going forward saying, these women need to go into the draft. And I would dare say that probably most women wouldn't want to be subjected to the draft, just like most men wouldn't. 
I, I mean, I, I'm really going out on a limb there, but I, I'm pretty sure. I would also dare say that most women wouldn't want to be on frontline combat, uh, but you would probably find more men who would. Uh, so the women, I mean, now to, since 2015, women are eligible for this. So the ones that want to do it, go out there and do it. Um, again, we can argue whether that's really good for society, not because of, of uh, equality, but whether it's good for society to have um, these women who were respected, so respected. I mean, this is one of the arguments that was always used uh, by women themselves uh, against uh, wading into politics and other things. I mean, these are dirty things. These are nasty things. Do we want the real vessels of life in, 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 in uh, society subjected to these terrible things? That's real chivalry. And um, it's something that's lost. It's something that's lost in, in Western civilization. We're losing chivalry. We're losing traditional roles of men being men um, and taking care of their families, taking care of their wives and children, doing those things. This is very important. Um, people would say I'm old-fashioned for saying that, but these things are very important for the stability of society, of men uh, not doing things that are immoral uh, to try to and trying to maintain their family. Those things are important. Um, and this is just another example of it, how men don't really want to be men anymore. Um, they play, I mean, look, video games are a problem. Um, and what men will do, I mean, the activities that men get into, uh, they're, they're, they're not being, they're, there's, there's, no, there's no place for men to exercise uh, their testosterone any longer. I mean, these are issues for young men. We're seeing it all the time. Part of the problem with young men and being criticized for all the things they do, there's no, there's no elbow room anymore. A man used to be able, a young boy used to be able to go out and get his, get his firearm and go into the woods and walk around and explore and do things and be a boy. He used to be able to go out and play football and roughhouse, and, and uh, that was seen as okay. A man was, a boy was hyper. Uh, now they're medicated for these, for these things. Um, what are we doing to society? Um, we have a, a a crisis of males. Um, I remember when I wrote my politically incorrect guide to real American heroes, and I went on uh, the uh, went on Phyllis uh, Safley's uh, show. She talked about this over and over again. She said, "You know, the problem we have in America is is men. There's there's a problem with men. Uh, they're doing things that are making them soft. They're doing things that are making them immoral." Uh, and again, they don't have any, any elbow room. So there is a crisis with men. But why is the question? Why is this? Because they're told over and over again these things are wrong. They're told that it's wrong to, uh, to sit uh, with your legs out uh, because that's more comfortable. That's wrong. Uh, they're told not to, quote-unquote, mansplain in these things. I mean, what we're basically doing is creating a... a, a a society of men who don't have principles and values, and again, men without chests. So that was the point of the tweet. I was actually very critical of the men, but no, 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 no. It's uh, uh, the the people who retweeted it and quoted it uh, were thinking that uh, the entire point of the tweet was I was attacking radical feminism, which I was, but uh, that wasn't the point of the tweet. Uh, the point of the tweet was that these men are not acting like men for even bringing the lawsuit forward. I mean, what have we got going on here? Uh, so, uh, this shows you how stupid the Twitter sphere is. And the people that go on Twitter and, again, fake outrage, all the problems that that comes with. It's, it's, and you look at who these people are, and again, you can't, you can't parody these idiots on there. It's almost impossible to parody these people because they're parodies of themselves. 
um, which is why making fun of them is so easy. Uh, it's it's uh, it's why making fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is so easy, because she just steps in it every single time she opens her mouth. Um, and so do all these leftists that do stuff like this. They step in it every single time they open their mouth. Um, and that's, that's the real issue. Uh, so... Uh, it's not about a denial of women being in combat or any of these things. I mean, I, I think that that's a, a discussion to have. I mean, do we want that for society? Do we want do we want to subject people to soci- and society um, in in a in a way to that when we already had one segment of society? We want to subject all subject all people to to that uh, part of it. Um, I think it's it's dangerous for Western civilization. It's dangerous for the stability of of a society to have the the people who are responsible for bringing life into the world, subjected to the carnage of war. It's horrible. But that's where we are in in 2019. We're there in 2019 with that. We're also there with the idiots who can't seem to understand context or understand what somebody is actually writing because they're functionally illiterate. I mean, this is also a problem. They're functionally illiterate. And and they just don't don't have a clue. Um, So... It's unfortunate that this is what we have, but uh, we really need a dialogue about these things. Where do we, what do we want as a society? Um, is, is, is all this in the, in the, on the altar of equality? Is sacrificing uh, chivalry, traditional Western civilization? Is all of that, uh, is all of that worth, is equality, the altar of equality, the, the worship of equality, is that worth all of that? Is it worth the destruction of society? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But there seem to be a lot of people who do just because it's equal now. We're just got to be equal. And it's it's not just... Uh, it's it's these men without chess who are pushing it. I mean, you look at the French Revolution. Just, the, the French Revolution was driven by uh, the aristocracy initially. They were the ones that were creating the biggest problem. They're, I mean, we wouldn't have the French Revolution go off the rails if it wasn't for the aristocracy pushing forward itself. So where do we go from here? Uh, where do we go in society? I mean, I think things like this, um, if you ever had a draft and you had women starting to get drafted, I really think there would be a supreme backlash against this uh, among a large percentage of American society. Uh, they would accept men, but now if they're told from the time they're five all the way up until they're through high school, this is the way it is, it's the way it goes, we got to have women do this, then then maybe not. But I know there would be a lot of fathers, a lot of men who wouldn't want their wives drafted, who would just say, take me instead. Uh, I mean, this would be this would be the case. I think for any man with a chest, any man with principles, this is what he would do. You draft my daughter? No, no, I'll go, sir. Um, and any man would sign up and say, no, I'm going to go serve for her. Right? You might have these substitute situations, you know, we had in the 1863 draft where men would say, no, no, I'm going to go serve for her. I mean, that would be a that would be a, a part of the chivalric code that we should think about. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'd see that or not. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, and it has nothing to do with the legal part of it. I know that, um, you know, the legal part of the draft is just completely insane. It's It's illegal. Uh, we can go back and point out quote after quote where, where members of the founding generation, or at least you know after that, 
uh, not in the founding generation, but the second generation talked about a draft and um, how there was an opposition to the draft during the, the, the war between the states or war for southern independence. There was an opposition to the draft in World War One and World War Two. There was some, not as much in World War Two, but then, of course, in the 1960s. But no one ever talked about the fact that, uh, well, I mean, if men have to go, then women have to go. And it wasn't ever brought up. There were no MRAs back then. Why? Because radical feminism wasn't back then what it is today. Uh, even people like Elizabeth Cady Stanton, uh, who was, who was a, an early feminist a pioneer, thought that women should have the ability to vote, but that was about it. I mean, she said, look, I, I want to be a wife and a mother. I, I want to do these things. She was against a, a large proportion of what's now the radical feminist agenda. She was against it because she said that uh, uh, the uh, biological role for a woman is these things, wife and mother. And so uh, that's what we do. Um, we just want to be able to vote. We just want to have a voice in society. Um, so what's <laughs> uh, we, we've gotten to a completely different position in, in America in 2019 compared to the 1860s. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's it's always fun to go on Twitter and argue with these idiots. At least sometimes it's fun to go on Twitter and argue with these idiots. Um, and then look at what they are because it just gives you great stuff for, for podcasts and, and things to write about. Uh, but um, that's my position on all this stuff, and um, go out there and, and see that tweet and look at the look at the fools who responded to it and, and what they said about it. They just completely missed the point, which you can't expect anything more in this society of of, uh, of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I mean, uh, do we live in Trump's America or do we live in Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's America? And and I, I I think on social media we live in her America more than anything else because if you look at the stupidity that runs around there on it. Um, it's clear that we have real problems moving forward. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. I will see you next time.